welcome to episode 263 of Magic the Amateuring. That's right. This is a podcast for people who are learning the game of magic, returning to the game of magic, enjoy the game of magic, or just generally want to have a real good time playing what? Magic! magic! I'm one of your hosts, Ariam. I'm another one of your hosts, Flumbert. <laughs> Ariam is Maria backwards, and little known fact, Flumbert is Megan backwards. Is Megan Isn't backwards. It weird how that works? It's so strange how letters and spellings work. Language is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Names are so interesting. I agree, Flumbert. <laughs> On today's show, we have a we're chock full of stuff. Like honestly, this show has got like a million things in it. That's right. What are some of those million things? Sausage. Or as Lady Gaga might say, million reasons <laughs> why you're listening to this show. <laughs> which is what her which is what her hit song is about. Um her Grammy nominated song million reasons oh. is about a million reasons to listen to, to podcasts wow she really was pretty forward about that yeah so one anyways. verse is about magic the amateur exactly. can you guess which verse go go, <laughs> go figure listen. it out one of the things you'll hear about today <laughs> is uh, pro tour rivals of ixalan because that just happened it did and it was modern and People love modern. It man. was very contemporary. It was so contemporary. Such a modern pro tour. It was tour. a modern pro tour. It did whatever it felt like. It was very abstract and kind of, you know, just like your brain splattered out into the canvas. I really felt like we were breaking the established old rules of magic. Yes, we were. And still. Establishing new ones of our own that are certainly going to be broken one day in the future. That's right. Postmodern magic. What would that look like? Standard. It's called standard. <laughs> oh, yes. Standard. Yeah. Indeed. So, yeah. And we've uh, got amateur pro Greg on the show who will uh, tell us all about his experience at the pro tour. <laughs> Greg was all ready to say Greg that. Was ready to say that. Greg, it's not your turn yet. Greg, shut mm. it down. It's okay, Greg. You can say one word. Choose, choose wisely. Alphabet. Okay. <laughs> Good word. Great Good word. Choice. Good choice. Great word. I'm going to turn your mic right back off. It has a lot of letters in it. Alphabet. That's way too much pressure. <laughs> I understand. Uh, but yeah, a lot of cool things happened to the Pro Tour. Greg was there and he's going to give us his insider insight from his first PT. We're going to talk all about the modern decks that kind of took the whole thing by storm. We're going to talk about Limited from the Pro Tour. And Megan's got even more modern insights for us uh, from the modern Team Modern Super League coming up that's right holy smokes am i afraid of what <laughs> megan's been testing her little test test tubes off yep that's very true very true <laughs> almost said something else there anyway before <laughs> we get started with, with the show <laughs> what <laughs> i just i'm trying to think of what you could have been about to say but i like don't want to also i also don't want to know you can guess what i was about to say using the hashtag what maria was about to say <laughs> and tweet it at mta cast <laughs> works for a lot of stuff on this show quite frankly yep uh, before we get started, we have two sets of people to thank. The yes. first is you, the patrons of this show. Thank you so much for supporting and 
Very important. Uh, we are now moved yes. to monthly it's subscriptions official. on Patreon, uh, which means that if you have not yet, if you are a patron, you need to hop on over to patreon.com and change over to your monthly subscription. Because for right now, for instance, if you were pledged at a dollar per episode, um, then you're now pledged at a dollar per month, which is obviously, uh, it doesn't seem like much. You're like, oh, it's like three less dollars. But when it's, <laughs> it's a huge when it's, uh, difference. Most people who pledge at a dollar, it turns into a very big difference. Um, so, so that we don't have a panic attack. Yes. Uh, please consider hopping on over uh, and changing your pledge. Or if you are not yet a patron, becoming a patron. Yeah. So we did the switch and I'm going to get real with y'all. Okay. At the start of the month, because we wanted to do this to make it easier for you uh, with transaction fees and all that kind of stuff, putting all of MTA's content into a bucket. The change was for you. But the truth of the matter is, is that the show has taken an enormous financial hit by switching over to monthly. Okay. So uh, if you're like thinking that this isn't important, it super is Geek. because imagine going into your job and finding out that that day you walk in and they're like, guess what? Your salary is cut in half. More than half, actually, because that's what the reality Meg and I are facing right now. So yes. please, please find it in your heart to go over to patreon.com slash MTA cast and switch your pledge over to monthly. Um, if you're paying a dollar an episode, consider it's just like a dollar twenty five an episode. So you're giving us a quarter raise <laughs> an episode. But for every other level, it is exactly the same. Um, and it, it only takes about a minute and a half to switch. So uh, it's super important. And we are making this February Patreon Pledge Month. That's right. We're doing a pledge drive, y'all. It's like NPR. Except we don't talk like this all the time. No, we don't. We're not quiet at all. We ever. don't breathe heavily into the microphone when we speak. We don't put meaningful pauses at the ends and in the <laughs> middle of our sentences. <laughs> But just to have some fun with our Pledge Drive Month here to help, uh, help us get back up to where we were on Patreon, we've got a number for you to call the pledge. and Not really, but you can call it and you can leave a, leave us a message about why you you're choosing to support MTA Cast or, you know, whatever. You can leave us a poem. You can say why other people should support. It's totally up to you. And the number to call, <laughs> no joke, is 612-FOSSILS with a Z. <laughs> Just to see at the end. F-O-S-S-I-L-Z. Fossils. 612 Fossils is a number to call. It's leave a little message. And we, you know, if we like it, we'll put it on the show. We might share it on social media. Just anything you want to say to us, call our uh, pledge drive number and leave us a little note uh, with your voice notes about why you want to support us here in our Patreon pledge drive for the month of February. Fossils. Fossils. 612 Fossils. <laughs> Thank you as well, of course, to our sponsor, Card Kingdom. Cardkingdom.com slash MTACast, the place to go for all of your boosters, your singles, your binders, your sleeves, your sweet, sweet dice, your playmats. I'm I'm really going you got, you had a great list. list. That was a big list of things that you used to play magic. Hey, if you're um, listening to this on the day the show comes out on Tuesday, this very night, Chris Van Meter is doing a stream for Card Kingdom that's showing Ooh. off the battle decks. They're having a battle deck showdown. I think it's like a big, like the finals or something like that. <gasps> so wow. you can tune in to watch Card Kingdom stream um, on Twitch and kind of like tweet at Card Kingdom to tell them what you think about their battle decks, if you have a fair battle deck or something. But it'll be kind of cool because these battle decks are sweet. We give them away on the show all the time. 
time. If you want to see them go head to head before you make your purchase, Grrr. even though they're like super great deal, like five bucks or something. So, uh, yeah, go go and check out that stream tonight or watch the clip of it uh, on um, Card Kingdom's Twitch stream, by the way. So that's just a cool another perk from the old CK. Pro to arrivals of Ixalan Rapperino. That's Yay. Hey, Greg, you can, you can say All right, Greg, Yay. more than one word. Thank you. Turn your mic back on. <laughs> oh, good. You're not muted anymore. Welcome to the show. Greg, everybody, it's Amateur Pro Greg. Hi, everyone. Yeah, I was actually talking a lot during that last bit. You just couldn't hear a word I said. <laughs> yep. I, I thought yep. some of my contributions were quite spot on and hilarious. But. Greg, you're the new ghost host. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say. I was like, this sounds like ghost host. You're there talking the entire time. But <laughs> If I say something and laugh and it's not funny, it's because it's a reference to something I said in the first half, but oh, you just didn't hear it. So. Very smart. That nice. makes a lot of sense. Greg, we're so <laughs> Greg to have you back. We're very it's, Greg. It's yes. Greg to be back. I'm glad we're sticking with that. <laughs> we absolutely are. Yes. Well, if you didn't get a chance to catch the Modern Pro, pro Tour, uh, go check it out. It was a pretty great Pro Tour, all things considered. Modern is an awesome format, and it was kind of just highlighted because there were so many different decks, seven different decks in the top eight, just a million different ones that people brought to the Pro Tour. There's sweet limited action. In the end, what deck won the whole thing? Spoiler alert. Lantern, Lantern, Lantern Control. Control. Nice. nice. Luis Salvato from Argentina piloting Lantern Control, which, you know, can we just take a moment and be like, Lantern? Who knew you would make it this far, baby? I know. Do you know what? We can all think back to when Lantern was just a tiny child of a deck. Yeah. Winning uh, GP Oklahoma City. Yeah. Back in the day. Like, wow, who knew? Came so far. It just seemed like it was a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Like Madonna. Or <laughs> exactly. Or Cher. Britney Spears. One of the great... Aguilera. Some the the Beatles. One-hit wonders of our time. <laughs> the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Just... They sang that one song. And nothing and else. Nothing ever again. Exactly. Well, it defied all of those odds and uh, grew up to become the biggest, baddest deck in the biz that people love to love or hate, love to hate. One of the two. Or hate to hate. Hate some to hate. Some people hate to love it, too. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah definitely some people yeah. hate to love. That yes. is true. All of the combinations of hating to love and loving to hate <laughs> something that can be done are yeah. done. You know, the deck is, I, I love the deck for the reason of its creativity. Like, there's no other deck like Lantern Control in all of Modern yeah. that just messes with the opponent's library and its own library and locks you completely out of the game. But on the other hand, screw that deck. I hate it. I can't beat it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's my yep. hot take. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but also yeah. Also, really hard to play. Like caution. If you're if you watch that Pro Tour and you're like, Wow, he won with Lantern, I'm gonna go play Lantern, like, oh watch out. It's 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 a it's a challenge. It's so it impressive. It takes a lot of time. Yeah. Like what I think people should realize about his win being so impressive is that it is it's like exhausting to play. Oh yeah. You're playing basically every minute of every round of magic. Yes. Like you don't get a break, you don't get to go, you know, like have snacks. control. Um yeah, you just you're having to be active every single and moment. You have to play your opponent's deck too. Yeah, and like I can't imagine being that like that that just sounds exhausting. And I can't imagine playing as well as you need to to top eight a pro tour for two days straight with this deck. No draws, by the way. He oh, had no draws. Wow. So 
So yeah, you've also got to learn to play it fast if you want to be successful with it. But like, yeah, it's like Clippy in in Microsoft Word. (laughs) Looks like you're trying to play lantern control. (laughs) Do you want some help? Do you want some help? (laughs) No, Clippy will not be there for you. I would have loved a Clippy throughout the modern tournament. Looks like you're trying to learn modern. (laughs) Have have you heard of the card Thoughtseize? (laughs) I would love that. Altogether, though, a great pro tour, very aggressive decks was kind of the name of the game other than Lantern Control. Humans was the most played deck at the tournament. Five color humans. Affinity was the second most popular deck. Um, So people, uh, Burn was number three. People looking to get out of the gates fast and hard. But in the end, a slow controlling lockout deck took down the whole thing. Wow. 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 So there you have it. Do you know what? I get that people dislike Lantern for reasons. But humans can really go. <laughs> humans? What's your beef with humans? Can really go straight to heck. What are you doing? You're playing a bunch of dumb old creatures. Whoa. That's the best type of magic that exists. Ooh, literally, like when they designed magic, they were like, everyone's going to play a bunch of creatures, and whoever plays the best creatures is going to win. I don't it's think like, that's no. true. It works with oh, some gosh. spells. Really, like... They were like, you're going to play this card that lets you look Black. at the top card of everyone's library, Black. and then you're going to have to decide each turn whether or not Black. they get that card. Black. That's not how magic is meant to be played. Magic <laughs> was used to be a lot more spells than creatures, Gregory. Yeah, that's but, right. <sighs> and I, but, I'm a creature lover, yeah. so. I'm just saying say? that humans is the is a plague <laughs> of, of rats. Wait, it's, it's like a nice culmination of... All the all the humans from throughout magic, right? There aren't many set where human tribal matters. So you just have to take like, you know, one from Innistrad and one from Theros and like one from Mirity. You get this like Heck cute little amalgamation it. of humans. No one wanted to take this trip down about, memory lane. Um, yeah. Okay. No. All right. No, no, I certainly harsh. Did no not. we don't like this. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what? Nothing makes me <laughs> angrier than humans than except maybe Merfolk. <laughs> Well, humans is a new merfolk is yeah, the, is the word true. on the street. Wow. I've got to say, I'm a, I am a fan of humans. That would be the deck I would play if I wasn't putting pants on my little boggly boys, but oh, I am. boy. So. You know, speaking n- of. Speaking of. Win eight and two. Boggles. Boggles, yeah. man. Eight and two. Eight people played it. It did fairly well at the tournament. And yeah. with so many humans decks flying around, uh, it seems like a f- good it's choice. It's real good against humans. I w- went up and sneakily watched Christian Calcano playing his boggles. Uh <laughs> And uh, the winner of GP London was also playing Boggles. And I went over and like peeked around and I was like, hey, can I take a picture with you? And they immediately knew why I wanted to take a picture. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. So, Greg, your first pro tour. Yeah. Lay out lay out the story for us. What was it like? What, were, what was the experience? What was it like for, for you? Yeah. Well, let me let me talk a little bit about some of my pro tour prep because you asked me a lot last time about pro tour prep but the secret is it was two weeks away and so i hadn't done most of my pro tour prep i had done some and i could tell you a little bit but i have so much more to talk about now that's right for those of you who remember the hashtag greg's decklist <laughs> hashtag yes. greg's decklist turns is, out we could have just told you because he didn't end up playing I what changed he, yeah, my decklist like five times between the podcast and the actual what did, pro tour what'd you end up playing i greg? ended up playing green black tron 
So classic. A very classic deck. Yeah, the classic Tron deck. For those who don't know, you try to get the three Urza's land. Urza's tower, Urza's power plant, and Urza's mine into play. When you have all three, they tap for seven mana. And you play really unfair spells like Karn and Ugin the Spirit Dragon. Eugene. So, <coughs> Eugene, sorry. Eugene the Spirit Dragon. That costs a lot of mana. Yeah. Um, and Ulamog. And I actually didn't play any Ulamogs. I played Emrakul, the Promised End wow. instead. Wow. It was, Great. It was some neat tech. What yes. art did you have on your Tron land? I had, uh, well, I was cheap and got the old white bordered ones from Chronicles because <laughs> they're way less expensive. Uh, but my, my, they all matched. Uh, and I what don't know. Do, what's on them? Is it the ones that look the, like towers or the ones that looks like the, the little the bug? The tower looks like a tower. The power plane is the one with the like red things coming down. Oh, yeah. Um, and the mine. Uh, I don't know. The weirdest one is the guy's mouth. It's not that one. Okay. It's not that one. What? There's an Ursus land that looks like a guy's mouth? Yeah. It kind of looks like Howling Mine. Like it's like a mouth opening and they're like going into it. Are you you just (laughs) thinking of Howling Mine? No, I'm not. I swear to God. And the weirdest power plant is the one that looks like a little bumblebee. Yeah, the bug that's like powering things. Anyway, there are a lot of arts for these cards because they're really old. You have so many options. But don't be that person who uses mismatching Tron lands if you can avoid it. It will confuse you more than it will confuse your opponents. Um, Anyway, so here's how I settled on this deck. Uh, I talked last time about wanting to play like a creature based deck because that's my my way of playing magic. But uh, I never really played modern before. And when when it comes to modern decks, there are two types of two main types of decks. There are. Uh, what people call fair decks and what people call unfair decks. So I don't know. Dumb decks and great decks. Dumb decks and great <laughs> decks. I, yeah, I don't know if you should be talking, <laughs> given that you've been playing a lot of Valakut and Grishol Horde. Uh, <laughs> Grishol Brand? Yeah, like I, like I said, dumb mm-hmm. decks, fair decks. Yep. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, right. And, and great decks. So anyway, so I, I was always confused by this when I was first getting into magic. So to, to specify a little bit, Fair decks kind of are like the typical example is like Jund or Abzan or like a mid-range deck. They just like play really good cards and try to curve out with good cards and have good removal and powerful spells trying to like win magic the old fashioned way. So an example of this would be Reed Duke's deck from the top eight, which is Abzan. Yeah, that's the fairest deck you'll find Makes so much sense that Reed Duke is playing a fair deck. Yeah. An unfair deck is something that's really good at doing one thing really, really well and it's really, really powerful but if you fail to do that one thing or they can somehow disrupt you your deck will do nothing or bless those decks <laughs> an example beautiful. of this deck would be the hollow one deck that we saw in the top eight exactly you can like cheat out some really quick creatures and if you fail to do that you're just like not doing anything or like valakut is really good at hitting people with valakut the molten pinnacle but beautiful that's all it does magic the way it was no other your lands dealing three damage straight to your opponent richard garfield just sitting somewhere applauding exactly so generally i love fair magic decks they're they're much more fun for me to play and i think i'm better at playing them but going into the pro tour i had so little experience and it seemed like if i wanted to get an edge against players who were better than me i needed to go with an unfair strategy because if i tried to play fair at a format that was uh, unfamiliar and at the highest level, I was just going to lose. Um, so I kind of decided late that I needed to jump to an unfair deck. Uh, Megan suggested Valakut, which I was on for a little while, um, but but my friends uh, later convinced me to move to Green Black Tron, and I'm really glad I went with that deck. 
Um, it, it's an easy deck to pilot with very little experience, and it's incredibly powerful. If you want to start out in modern, Tron is a very good uh, modern starter Absolutely. deck. And a friend of the show, Jacob Van Lunen, wrote an article about it that you can read if you Google Jacob Van Lunen Tron, and you will find out kind of a little I really hope that that pulls it. Hold on. I'm just going to like check, <laughs> you that, check. That, yeah. that those you search check. terms, in fact, get us there. And he wrote an article for kind of like how to play Tron for people who are picking up modern for the first time. So... The other thing that came up a lot when picking a modern deck list, and this has even come up like right now, is that everyone, everyone, everyone is so opinionated about <laughs> modern. Yes. Like, oh my God, True. everyone has such serious opinions. And when you're picking a deck and talking okay. about people... Who, it just, that's, those search terms will not get really? you there. Really? Do not type that's in insane. Jacob Hamlin and Tron. Where does this... Hold on. on. It keeps on popping up a 2014 article that he wrote mm. about Mono Blue Tron, which oh, is not where you want to no, be. No, that's not. All right, sorry. Uh, Megan Greg, will keep investigate. going. I'm working on yeah, this. Yeah, okay. Back on my tangent. Like, like me and also Sam, uh, who you may know from a previous episode, we're trying to pick our deck lists, and it's like we'd bring up a deck, and like half the people, you know, Sam was playing Burn, and some people would be like, Burn is such a great choice, and other people would be like, Burn is the worst choice you could possibly make for the Pro Tour, and like. No one was in between, and there was just, like, incredibly strong opinions in all places. You know why I think this is, Greg? Yes. Not only is modern something that's near and dear to many people's heart, and they have a deck that they've played for years and years, and they just stick with it, but also a lot of people think that modern can be pretty um, uh, matchup dependent. Yes, so it's like, true. You know, sometimes you, you put a, a top-level pro on one deck and you put an amateur on another deck. You know, it doesn't really matter whichever deck is it's more powerful will win. True. And that is definitely, I mean, I'm not going to, no bones about it. It's true. So, like, I think that's part of the reason, yeah. too. Like, they're on one side or the other of the experience with that deck. Yeah, but in, in most standard formats, there are only, like, five decks or so, and so it, like, makes more sense to be, like, here's, like, the best deck, and most people know this is the best deck, so you can, like, try to beat it or play it, uh, or, you know. Yeah, or, there's or, no like, answer some, to that. Like, second or third best decks, but in modern, no way. Do you know what? If you want to read that article, we'll put a link to it in the comments, <laughs> because I am so far not coming up with any set of search terms that will make it appear... Wow. Wow. Okay, I'm making a note of so that. So right I'm working. Now. I'm working on it, but we'll just put some notes in so you can find it. Uh, I don't know why it's so hard to find. Sorry. Keep going, guys. I'm done searching. Maybe Good. we should use Bing. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> the the other thing that I learned from being at the Pro Tour is that people like. T- so there were two types of people in our Airbnb in Bilbao. Um, the three days before, some of us went to Bilbao and San Sebastian and saw the city and went to nice restaurants and walked around and went to museums and talked a little bit about magic. And some of us sat in the Airbnb and played magic 24-7, did grinded drafts and modern leagues. I was in the first half. I went and saw the city. And uh, it, it, it dawned on me that, like, for these people who were grinding and really cramming for the test, they were, like, using the Pro Tour. For them, it was their moment to prove themselves. Like, it was very important that they did well. And th- I found this environment at the Pro Tour, too. Everyone was taking themselves so seriously, which makes sense, but, like, everyone needed to prove themselves. This was their one chance to prove themselves. And it's so hard to prove yourselves at one Magic tournament because, like, it, it, it's so there's so much variance and so much matchup stuff and what you open in your drafts. And it's just unrealistic to think that one tournament will be how you prove yourself. And Especially a tournament like modern, it, which, you know, absolutely. And so 
what I want to say is like my advice to people. So I, when, after I top aided a GP, I did another interview and I was talking about how I think magic players, sometimes competitive magic players try too hard to prove themselves. Um, and I had this rant and at the end I said, people should try to improve themselves instead of proving themselves. <laughs> wow. Brilliant. And, and oh, in this thing, boy. they always like name their, 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 the title of their interviews after one pithy line. And so I said this line and I was like, oh my God, this is going to be the title of the interview. And of course, when it went, went live, it was improve yourself. Don't prove yourself with Gregory Michael. It's the name <laughs> of this episode now. Oh, oh great. Yep. Yep. <laughs> So anyway, uh, except ours is going to be longer and more ridiculous. It's going to be, quote, improve yourself, not prove yourself, says Gregory Michael, comma, again. I think this is going to kick uh. us out. <laughs> so anyway, so and, and I think this comes up. So I, I was saying if you do qualify for the pro tour, this is something that comes up. But I think it's also important for people who, you know, for me, I, I go to a lot of GPs a year, maybe like five or six. And so I don't view an individual GP as like needing to prove myself. But I bet there are a lot of people out there who maybe go to like one GP a year. And if that's you, you might feel a lot of pressure. Like this is my one GP of the year. I have to do well at it because I want to prove that I'm a great magic player. And I don't think that's a healthy attitude. You you might go into your one GP, you might open really poorly or have really bad luck and mulligan a lot, and you might just do badly. And that doesn't mean you're a bad magic player. Uh, it, it just it it just so happened that you didn't do well. And so I think if you are trying to prove yourself, finding other ways than your win loss record uh, is what you should look at. You know, being able to walk away from your sealed pool and say, I really think I built the best deck possible. You know, even though I only won five or whatever, you know, uh, or like I, I really made smart mulligan decisions. Uh, and, you know, other people won't see it as much, but but that that is how I would say you, you should try to prove yourself. Like play your best, do your best. And, and you know, if your record doesn't reflect it, that that sucks. And hopefully the next time it will. But I, I don't know. Everyone was just so there was so much pressure Great. and everyone was freaking out. What did you improve about yourself at this pro tour? What did I improve about? <laughs> I think going in after the one of my the last time I was on the show, I talked about like not wanting to take magic too seriously. And this proving mentality really battled against that because everyone was so serious. And I was like, God, I have to take this so seriously. And so a number of times throughout the pro tour, I kind of calm myself down and I was like, no, 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 I'm here to have fun. I'm here at the pro tour. I'm playing free magic. I'm gonna have a great time. And, and I did. And those were my highlights of the pro tour when I just like calmed down and was like, whatever I can win, lose, whatever. I'm just going to have a great time. Speaking uh, of like, whatever, what was your record? Oh, I finished, <laughs> I finished with a very respectable eight and eight record. This hippy dippy shit I is nice, but let's talk about some cold hard facts. I won eight matches of magic that and I lost actually, eight matches of magic. Yeah. Very respectable. Very respectable. I five paper. and three on day one. Nice. So I made day two, which for me was very exciting. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and then day two, I, I three fived, which was not as good, but hey, day yeah, two, first day two, two I was very, I was yeah. very happy with my record. Nice. I did, uh, had I won one more match, I would be a bronze level pro right wow. now, but I'm still now one pro point oh, away you can get from one that. So I gotta, I gotta get it. I got, yeah, I'll, I'll go yeah. to a GP or two, hopefully be able to get one. We believe in you. Oh, thank you, you so much. You can do it, Greg. Mm -hmm. oh. But that's a great sentiment. Thank you yeah, for sharing it. You're welcome. Um, yeah. Uh, what for you, 
uh, follow-up question. Yes. What is the most exciting thing about being at the Pro Tour? Uh, the most exciting thing about being at the Pro Tour, I, I don't know. I think, like, there weren't, there were more people there on, than I was expecting. I, I kind of had this image of, like, not very many people. And I don't know, there were, what, like, 450-something people? Yeah. So it was a lot. But just kind of looking around and seeing this group of people that is so much smaller than a PT and, or sorry, than a GP, being like, wow, I, I am a part of this. Um, also just like as, as I've been going to more GPs, I've made some people, which I refer to as GP friends, um, <laughs> who are just like people I've played a couple times and now I chat with, um, and they saw, they sometimes make the PT. And so it was nice seeing some of my GP friends at the next level and being able to bond and be like, Hey, like I see you at GPs all the time, but now we're both here at the pro tour and we're experiencing this together. Um, I, that was like a really special moment to be able to like see some friends and know that we both made it to the next level. That was nice. Nice. Aww, and awesome. also seeing Spain. Spain was great. Spain was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Spain. Spain. Yeah. They have awesome. these things called pinchos, which are like pinchos. appetizers, but like all restaurants have them and they're just sitting out and they're all delicious. And you can just like go to bars and like point to what you want. And, and you can get these, like, mini meals, and then you go to, from place to place, and you, like, make a full meal out of them. Nice. It's very good. All right, let's quickly touch on Limited for Rivals of Ixalan, because that was part of this pro tour as well. Um, I'm going to just put it out there right now. I watched a lot of drafts on camera, and we didn't see a single good one. <laughs> wow, <laughs> really? Boo! They were. There were some. There were some rough drafts out there. There were some real stinkers mm. out there. Truth bomb. Um, we watched Paul Ritzel O three draft. <laughs> you know, he's in the Hall of Fame and everything. We watched Owen uh, Turtonwall draft, and it was real. It was a. Well, I'm not gonna mince words. It was a horror show. <laughs> like, you know, like you're sitting there and you're trying to be like, oh, mate, you know, maybe they're next leveling me. Like, it what? was a horror show. Like, what? Oh, may, maybe wow. he, what does he know that I don't know? Is what you're sitting there thinking as you know, they he has no creatures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in the end, turns out that that's just not gonna work for you. I don't know. It was really interesting because a lot of the pros were like, we did so much testing, we figured it out, and blue is the best color. Blue is definitely the best color in Rivals. But you also need to have a creature. (laughs) The reason I was thinking about this on my drive over here. The reason blue is the best color is because its common pool is incredibly deep. There are a lot of really good blue commons. Name one. Kite Sail. Kite Sail Courser. (laughs) Yes. uh, Water Knot. Yep. Dead Eye Rig Hauler. Spire Winder. Secrets of the Golden City are like probably five of my top 10 commons and they're all blue. Uh, and then like sailor of means is super yeah. good and an important archetype builder. And so I think the reason blue is so great is because there are so many good commons that even if someone close to you is also drafting blue, there are enough commons to go around and you can both build a good deck. Uh, huh? so here's that- what my tiny bit warning though, is that I, one of the other narratives that kind of came out besides like sailor means went way, way, way up and everybody loves drafting ascend now blue, white ascend blue, black ascend um, was that there's probably only room for one merfolk drafter at a table. Merfolk got way worse. This is I true. Think that is accurate. I, I think it's a safe deck to be in, but if there are two at the table, it will maybe not go great. Uh, you'll have a serviceable deck, but not a great one. But if you're the only merfolk drafter at the table, your deck's going to be really, really good. 
So it's it's a high risk, high reward kind of thing if you jump into Merfolk. Because if yeah. no one else does it, your deck will be like a 10 out of 10. Otherwise, it'll be like a four. <laughs> <laughs> Not only is blue the warmest color, it is also the, the best color. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, I know in your first draft, you opened a creature which can only be described as you're sitting down first Pro Tour draft. First Pro Tour draft you're ever. Like, We're doing! I'm like, all I want is to open Squire's Devotion because that's my favorite common oh, in the set. And I think it's really okay. good. It and I was looking through my commons and I didn't see a Squire's Devotion. I was like, dang. And then I see Tetsamok Primal Death <laughs> right there back of my first pack. And I'm like, wow. holy shit, I'm doing it. Yeah. It's my first ever Pro Tour. And I just have the Tetsamok. best rare in the set looking at me. And I like, I did like panic a bit. I like, <laughs> like took a deep breath. I like looked around. I'm like, is this really happening? Did I really just open Tetsamok at my yeah. first Pro Tour? And I was like, yeah, I did. And I just like slam it down. And okay. And then, then some sad stuff happened. <laughs> then I forced black. Uh, so that I could play my Tetsamok. I mean, yeah. Because well, I, it's not a bad too. strategy. No. Um, and do you want to know how many times I drew Tetsamok in three rounds of draft? One. Uh, that that you were too high, unfortunately. <gasps> I was going to say zero, but I, I was like zero Tetsamok was too low. Zero times. <gasps> so not only did I train wreck my draft so that I could have the best possible payoff card, but I drew him zero times in the entire... I got wow. Tetsamok. One of my opponents <laughs> played Tetsamok Brutal. against me. Wow. I didn't get to Tetsamok him back. This isn't how it's supposed to go. Uh, it was it was rough. It was rough. Wow. And I, yeah. I told my friends afterwards, they were like, how's your deck? And I was like, well, if you take away Tetsamok, Terrible. my deck is like pretty bad. But it has Tetsamok, so it can win some games. But I never drew wow. it. So it's just a bad oh, deck. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that's like the... I mean, we get it. That's a hard card to let go yeah. of. Yeah, that's dangerous, yeah. man. And then somebody's like, Tetsamok, and you're like, what? <laughs> All I wanted was after you played Tetsamok, I had eight lands in play. Mark it for death. All I wanted to do was draw Tetsamok and go mark your Tetsamok, mark your other creature, slam Tetsamok, just like kill his Tetsamok with my Tetsamok. But no, no, it oh, didn't happen. I'm sorry, yeah. Greg. Tetsamok on Tetsamok. Talking oh, about amazing cards, let's go back to Squire's Devotion because that card is the real deal and you should so be good. drafting yeah. it. It's very, very um, good. Also, shout out to, to Big Snubs, <laughs> aka Stubborn Sentry. <laughs> What? Big, big snubs. Big snubs. That big snubs. People were high on big snubs, and I'm like, yeah, man, gotta, snubs is good. Yeah, my second draft had three big snubs and four <laughs> squires devotion, and that deck was nice. Can you imagine a big snubs as a squire? Yeah, I did put squires devotion on big snubs. So, all. like, you're a knight, you're riding through the countryside doing knight stuff, and you're like, I need a squire to help me get dressed in my night gear and clean my horse's poop. And you're like, how about you, dinosaur? <laughs> Isn't the flavor that, like, the vampire is the knight and so you're, like, feeding them or something? You have life flanks, like, they're, like, draining your blood because you're the squire. and Like, they're, oh, you're God. letting them drink from you? I thought, yeah, you're, like, that devoted. I thought Ooh, that's what it was. And, like, you get turned into a vampire, yes, which can... is why you get a vampire token. Oh, I see. So you're, but once you're vamped, can a vamp drink your blood? Or maybe the vamp is the thing that comes around to drink your blood. I don't know. It's a little unclear. Um, so you think, you think that the squire's devotion means that you are squire to a vamp and the vamp <laughs> drinks your blood yes. and your devotion is letting a vamp vamp. I, I agree. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. That, you know, but I if get what once you mean. you're vamped, 
can a vamp drink your blood? But you they're not turning you into a vampire. Oh, they're only on the same creature. They're just vamping. Yeah. Vamp. yeah. They're not okay. They're not right. vamping. They're not vamping you. They're just drinking your blood. Vamp is a verb is my money my favorite things to come out of this podcast. Yeah, my bad. They're not vamping you. <laughs> They're just using you as a human blood bag. Exactly. Okay. Uh, you can tweet at us your interpretation of Squire's devotion with the hashtag human blood bag. <laughs> if this is the kind of thing you enjoy, please call 612 Fossils and let us know. 612 Fossils. Oh, oh also, wait, wait, what? wait. What? Don't stop the draft talk. I have to give your viewers a warning. Okay. There, this amazing thing happened where green cards were going so late. Green was so open because everyone in their testing yeah, knew nobody liked to green. fade green. Yeah. And this might make you think, it's going to be open. I should draft green. It's going to be open. I'm going to get all the best cards. Don't do it. Don't draft wow. green. It's wow. bad. Wow. It's just not as good as the other colors. And yeah. I hate saying it. You it just makes... said if you're the only merfolk drafter, it's Merfolk's good. different because merfolk's like mostly a blue deck with like a little bit of green. Okay. So you can play some green to complement your blue. But if you're not in merfolk, I, you should fade green. Let other people in your draft make the mistake. Uh... I was I saw no good green draft decks at the Pro Tour, Ooh. and I, I mean maybe some did well, but I would advise you not to draft green. It reminds me, which makes for more train wrecks, right? Because there's like one fewer color, yeah, for people to actually choose. Maybe from. this is something to do with it. I don't know. Um, it was just really odd that but, we didn't on video. I didn't see a good draft. The yeah, whole time. but like the best green cards in the set were going so late. But it's also just because they're the best green cards are so much worse than the best cards of other colors. What what is your favorite color combo? Blue white. Yeah. Blue white. Blue white's really good. Squire's Devotion, Snowborn Sentry, Secrets of the Golden City. Shout out to uh, one of my testing partners, Jackson Hicks, who really sold me on blue white. Um, he was right. So really, all my opinions are his opinions, but, but they were good. <laughs> Um, you know, I, a lot of people have opinions. You got to listen to, yeah, listen to them true. and like take them with a grain of salt, test them out, see which ones work. But he told me blue white was great. I tried it out myself and I strongly agreed. Why is yeah. that a blue saying? Is good. Take it with a grain of salt. Because, you know, uh, opinions aren't very tasty. So you have to put a little bit of salt onto them. That's so that is that why? <laughs> it's because most opinions have weevils, but if you oversalt them, then there will be no weevils in the opinion. Is that a way to control weevil problems? <laughs> salt. Salt. Yeah. What's a weevil? <laughs> <laughs> like a small mouse? No, no, it's a bug. Oh, it's a bug okay. that used to be a problem on boats, like in in like their hard tack and stuff. They would and they would salt. There'd be weevils in them, and if it's super salty, weevils won't be in it. But it has to be like very salty. <laughs> I'm. I obviously made up that that was the interpretation. All of this weevil fact afterwards has been true. Oh, okay. I didn't tell okay. where the truth started and, yeah. and where if, the where the you the know about went. weevils. You can um ha you can tweet at us with hashtag weevil facts uh, and let us know your facts about weevils or call six one two fossils. Tell us your facts about weevils. Um, We're not kidding about that phone number, by the way. No, that, it's it real. It sounds like a joke, but call, call it and it. leave us a message. <laughs> um, especially if you're pledging. Please. <laughs> Still can't find a set of search terms that get us to JBL's article. <laughs> Before we go any farther, we're going to stop you and give you 
The what's what? Stop. On the name of Ultra Pro. <laughs> on the, I was trying to think of what. <laughs> there's a lot that names that names with what's what. What? Greg? What's happening? <laughs> Greg. So there's a lot that rhymes with what what, but I couldn't think of something that rhymed to fit in it. Like we're here to give you the what's what on the up spot. <laughs> the up spot. <laughs> UltraPro.com uh. for all your up spot needs. Whatever that means to you. <laughs> or so if you need spelled. sleeves, if you need play mats, you can get them from most of the biggest vendors, including you can get them from Card Kingdom. Oh, yeah. They have so much beautiful art on their sleeves. They also have amazing, like, performance sleeves in their, in their new Eclipse line. It's awesome. Deck boxes, dice, like, heavy, nice, like, heavy dice. Oh, yeah, like, sweet metal dice. Yeah. You know, I was... Great. At the Pro Tour, and Ultra Pro was there, and uh, they supply the sleeves that are put into the bags that uh, Greg was getting swag from, so you know it's good. And also, they were kind of debuting some of their newer products. They're always innovating and trying to make the best stuff for you to play Magic with. Yeah. Like, they're constantly making new stuff. And uh, I got to test out some of the new, new stuff, which uh, I think we have a shipment of coming, uh, and I'm super excited because they're you really You could get cool. some of this new, new stuff. So it's always worth checking back on their website to see what new cool um, accessories and stuff they have for the game. And I'm one of those people that just absolutely loves any paraphernalia associated with magic. I'm like, oh, I want it. I want to, you know, kind of like deck out my deck box or whatever. Um, So I'm always looking to them for what kind of new cool stuff they're innovating with. And they're continuing to do it. So, yeah, Ultra Pro. Uh, our sponsor of the show, and we couldn't be happier to have them on board. They make it possible to do what we do here at the show along with you and along with Card Kingdom. So thank you so much to them and support them. They've just got, you know, some of the best stuff in the biz. Yeah, no hyperbole. They're they're one of the best. No, no, no bully for short. Oh, oh. my God, Greg. You had to get... No, Greg has a saying, no bully. No and bully. I, see, I you promised just... a friend I'd sneak it in, so... It seemed like Ultra Pro is one of the best at, at getting magic supplies, no hyperbole. Seemed like, like, yeah. seemed like a nice go. no bully. Okay, you got it in there, Greg. No bully. You can no hashtag bully. no bully at MTA Nobody Cast. knows... <laughs> N O B O L E apostrophe B O L E. You can't put apostrophe in a hashtag. Just N O B O L E then. No bully. Ultra Pro is the best. It just seems like you don't know how to spell noble if like if you hashtag it like that. Hey everybody, Megan is texting right now about what we're gonna talk about. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'm Facebook messaging. Oh, okay. But, Facebook yeah. messaging. Have we started? Yes. I, I don't get it. We're about to, I mean, basically, I want to yes. show how real this is. Wow. Yes. Because as we're recording, <laughs> Megan is still working on this. I'm having a minor panic attack while we talk about... Team Modern Super League. Team Modern Super League. Modern is stressful. The first match of which is tomorrow. Woo! And I know that you just came back from playing a bunch of pros, but yep. tomorrow, my team, uh, which is me and people I adore, uh, which is uh, Emma Handy and Sam Eilenfeld. Uh, are going to play some of the proiest pros out there. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Team International Alliance, which is Raph Levy, Lee Shitian, and Patrick, Patrick Dickman. Oh. Oh. No big deal. Oh, snapperinos, man. Yeah. Uh, okay. You so, know. So Lee he- Shitian just has, like, the highest rate of top-aiding modern pro tours <laughs> of all time. Of any human being, frankly. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure you've top-aided... 100% of your modern pro tours. That's right, because I've been to zero, and I've <laughs> also topped That is zero. true. I don't think that counts as 100%. You're the mathematician, but I'm pretty sure that's zero. Definitely 100%. 100%. <laughs> 
That sounds like fake math. <laughs> so um, you're going to play with uh, Emma and Sam yes. versus these pros yes. on Twitch. Tomorrow. So make wow. sure you're checking it out. So Which t- is tomorrow's today. today. Yes, today. Holy yeah. snap. It's today, today. We're, we're doing it today. Um, it will be up. And if you don't catch it today, you can catch it when they put the recap on YouTube. Yeah. Um, so the way it works is that our team had to put together six modern decks and they can overlap by up to two cards. Um, since you're doing six and not three, like team unified. So it's not team unified, six decks. And so, and then the other team will get to look at them and they get to ban one. Uh, and then you do a King of the Hill matchup, which is where we pick our first player and first deck and they pick their first and first and they match up and whoever wins gets to keep playing that deck and whichever team loses picks a new player and a new deck to match up against it. Ah, so, uh, when, when do you get to the Um, winner? Uh, whoever wins four first. Got it. Yeah. Whoever wins four, ma- four matches first. Mm-hmm. Um, it is nerve wracking as all get out, you guys. So who's your first player? Can you say? We don't know yet. Because okay. we haven't decided which deck of theirs we're going to ban yet. We oh, just yeah. got, we submitted today. So we're what playing. Are the- okay, go. Uh, we're playing, um, gosh, <laughs> um, now I'm going to forget. We're playing Storm, Infect, uh, Grishel Brand, um, wow. Scape Shift. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, Boggles. Yeah. Burn. Yeah. No Tron. No Tron. We're wow. not playing Tron. Okay. Um, I don't think I like none of us are Tron players. I think is the it's thing. So easy. And so when you were talking about being um like you picking an unfair deck to get an advantage on better players than you, I think you look at art choices and you look at the other team's choices and you can determine that that is exactly what happened. The strat works because yeah. I just named basically six unfair decks. Yeah. Um, Boggles is like you. I think honestly, Boggles is like un is not a Boggles fair is deck. Super unfair. Very unfair. Um, like nothing that I named is a fair deck where you're just playing some creatures. No. And trying to beat them in good old fashioned magic. <laughs> you're just trying to do something stupid and hope that they can't deal with it. Oh boy, um, I love it. So, and then they have picked. Uh, their six are humans, blue white control, dredge. Hollow One, Affinity, and Tron. Wow. So Is there they have, no overlap? Yeah, we yeah, there's wow. 12 so decks cool. That's between awesome. the two teams, which is just bonkers. And I think is like bonkers. a really cool kickoff. Yeah. Is that you're gonna get to see two teams pilot two completely different sets of decks. So um, you don't know what you're which deck you're banning yet from them. We have not picked yet. And my guess is that like we feel very solid about like affinity um and dredge. And probably, honestly, humans and Hollow One. Like, I would imagine that we end up banning Blue White Control or Tron. Um, is probably going to be it. Uh, yeah. So that's that's. I feel wicked, like man. right when you when we talked about being fair versus being unfair. Yeah. That's. I'm not saying all their decks are fair, but they have many more fair decks than we do. Definitely. Accurate. Uh, so yeah, hopefully we're just going to come out of nowhere and, and get to smush them or we will be, or at least I will be dreadfully outplayed (laughs) by a pro player and be terribly embarrassed. Uh, but you know, either way, it's going to be a blast. Oh, absolutely. My hope is that I get to play Boggles or Scape Shift. Is that like we end up lining up like that? I've been learning Goryos or Grishelbrand. And oh my, oh my goodness, you guys, that deck is a, is, 
Oh, God. It's complicated. And it is complicated as all get out. It's explosive. It can come out of nowhere. It's amazing. Like, the first time that I played it, I killed my opponent on my turn three. Yeah. Wow. It can win on turn two. Yeah. Wow. It was just like, uh, and then there was a time when, yeah, like, I was playing against Blue-Eyed Control earlier today. Um, and I, like, won game one. And it was a really long game one. It was just really dumb. Like, I would cast, I would try and resolve my good spells and they would counter them, or I would, like, splice them, which is actually great against control, right? Because splice, yeah. you're just, like, like they don't want to counter a nourishing shoal, but it also has the text of through the breach on it, so they have to. But you still have through the breach in your hand, which is nice. So I end up, like, winning this, like, drawn-out game one. Game two, I don't get there. Like, they end up, like, getting a rest and peace in, which shuts off, shuts off half my win cons and all this stuff. Anyways, game three, I'm on the play. <laughs> on their turn two... Like, and I didn't faithless looting or anything, to be fair to them, right? Like, I've just gone <laughs> land, land. Okay. And uh, and maybe I, like, knights whispered or something like that on turn two. On their turn two, they play a search for his canta. Like, they tap out. And then I untap. Now's your moment. Play land. Simeon spirit guide uh, desperate ritual, like, through the breach of Gristlebrand. <laughs> and then proceed to kill them. Because they made the mistake of thinking that they could tap out on turn two. No, man, you gotta be scared of that deck. Immediately dead. That deck can kill you, like, it can kill you on turn two. It was amazing. It was (laughs) great. No, I I think you're correct. I think you're correct with your list that you just said and their list. Blue, white, or Tron are your two biggest enemies. Exactly, because it's like affinity. We have so much that crushes it. Like, Boggles crushes it. Like, Scapeshift crushes it. Uh, same with like dredge, same with like all these creature things. That's yeah. part of why we put green, white hex proof in. Yeah. We're just like, do you know if they play Creatures. some creature deck, so we'll just be like, aura, aura, aura. I don't know. Uh, anyways, by the way, though, um, Emma did call your two spirit dancer to ledge walker, a coward split. I mean, it's true. The reason <laughs> the reason the Ledge Walkers were in there was to up the creature count so you'd have uh, more of a chance against uh, discard-heavy decks, which I played in Vegas. Uh, but if you're playing nowadays, I do think it is fine to have four core spirit dancers in so there. So I had been, I started playing a version with that. We ended up going with um, four Ledge Walkers because both Lee Shichian and Raph Levy play blue-white control. And so we were like, if we're going to face a lot of paths, then we're just going to want to have like four hexproof creatures yeah, and who yeah, cares. Yeah. Um, which I feel like I feel good about. But she was, <laughs> I, I laugh fair. very hard. That's a fair comment. I'm, I'm sorry to be the person who passed it on. But her, I mean, she wasn't just saying it to be hilarious. Uh, she was just like, the thing about those kinds of decisions are that usually what it means is that there is one decision that is correct. Um. And you're just not like you're just making it, not making it. Um, and so instead, what you're going to do is like be you're going to be majority wrong. Yeah, like, I think the thing right. that that's so scary so. about core spirit dancers is that they do die and the rest of your deck doesn't. And yeah. so you get really nervous. You're like, oh, my God, what am I doing if I put stuff on here? Is it going to die? Just die to a fatal push. And am I just going to regret my life? OK, listen. But listen to me, because, oh, my God, I did not think that one day you and I would be sitting here. <laughs> Talking, bandying about boggle strategy. What did I get myself into? Yes, my, you're to? stuck in the middle of this. My section's um, done. I can just like. So when I was. <laughs> Bye, Greg. Bye. Bye. This has been nice. Um, I came back. <laughs> so sorry. Like what I was 
thinking is when I was practicing leagues because I was facing so much, uh, so many black decks online is I put in four spirit dancers because you have so many umbras. It's like, oh, yeah, if, if they don't fatal push it before you get an umbra on there, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways, it can do an impression of a hex proofer against one spell, which yeah. is really nice. And it's a lot of the times the only, you know, like all that you need from it. But path is a different story. So. You know, sometimes it's just an enchantment that is drawing you cards, too. Yeah, so. it's it's great. I am honestly very excited to play Boggles or Green White Hex Poopers yes. tomorrow. We'll see if they don't ban it. I was looking at their deck list and I was like, Maybe there's a world do. in which they're just like, get that Hex Proof deck out of here. Maybe. So when does this happen? Um, it happens tomorrow, uh, starting at, or today, sorry, thank you, God, today, starting at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Excellent. Uh, and you can t- check it on the uh, Magic Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash magic. Super excited to see what happens. This it's is like. really good. Watch me. Embarrass myself big time. No, you're going to improve yourself. You're right. <laughs> no, you're not going to embarrass yourself. You're, you're going, going to. to- Embarrass yourself. Flavor Text Theater yes. uh, presents. I don't. I don't know what to call this one. Uh, guess that flavor text. Guess that flavor text. Do you want? Um, if the, there's the dungeon master board down there, if you want to hide yourself oh yeah. again. Yes. Perfect. Nice. The shield. Yes. The D&D shield. We're on brand here at MTA. Yeah. So what's happening is Megan earlier today wrote some flavor text, and she's going to try and stump Greg and I as to which of these are real pieces of flavor text from which, is it from this set? Uh, yeah, from Rivals of Ixalan. Okay. And which are Megan inventions? <laughs> That's right. Uh, so I'm going to crack this. Okay, so Megan's cracking booster. a pack here to use to trick us. And, of course, we're going to save these rares for the February giveaway. For If you're a patron, you get a chance. Everybody has an entry to win these rares. Slash other sweet swag we throw into your prize box from MTA. So, yet another reason to become a patron and help us. Please, dear God, help us. Patreon.com slash MTAcast. 612 Fossils <laughs> is the number to call. The giveaways could be the reason they, when you call when you call 612 Fossils, yeah. you talk about the giveaway. You sure like, could. You, you, you could talk fun, about whatever you want. Yeah, you could read up. us a section, you know, from your college uh, thesis. I don't care. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Oh, God. All right. I've oh, got God, our- Greg. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> All right. I've got our first one. You All guys right. ready? Yeah. Okay. You can play along. Here we go. Uh, I'll, I'm going to give you three, and you're going to guess which one is mine. Okay. Um, the abundance of foes in Orozka means the raptors no longer need any orders. Oh, raptors on the loose. All right. Okay. All of nature speaks. Sometimes it's a simple matter of who or what speaks loudest. I like that. Uh, And gold without freedom might as well be lead. Oh, wow. That's a good piece of flavor text as well. It's very nice. Greg, which is your guess as to what are we guessing? So, so there's one, one there's one that's mine. One fake. So you're guessing there's the one fake. fake. You're guessing I the would fake. like to guess number three as the fake one. Dang it, that's what I want to guess oh, too, Greg. Oh man. <laughs> it's like just pithy enough that I feel like if I read it, it would have like resonated with me and I would like remember reading yeah, it. Yeah, like on the card. I don't know what card that would be on. Yeah, the like, I don't know. I yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna. Okay, lock it Greg in. and I, Greg and I are both locking in three. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh <What>? no! 
<laughs> it was two. It was two. two? Which one was two? Um, all of nature speaks. Sometimes it's a simple matter of who or what speaks loudest. Wow. Oh, what good is the, what is the three? What is the uh, card? The third one is gleaming barrier. Oh, oh I love sure, that sure, card. Sure, sure, sure. Uh. Yeah. Um, and I should have mentioned, I mean, I I had originally written an attribution for mine because it felt like a quote. And this one was also, that one uh, was attributed to Angrath, but I'm leaving mm. off attributions. Who, what was okay. number one from? Uh, was from Raptor Companion. Raptor, oh, Raptor Companion. Companion. Raptor Companion. Okay. All right, you guys chat for a second while I find uh, some more. Okay, so Megan is uh, choosing some more for us, Greg. Um, so we're each going to have a score of zero. I'm going to keep yeah, track okay, of this here. Nice. We're that's both nice. at zero. Nice. You at home, play along with us, by the way. If you beat Greg or I, you can tweet at us with the hashtag uh, I beat Marie and Greg. <laughs> 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 or call 612 Fossils and let us know uh, how you did. <laughs> I just love that that's what the number spells out. Did it makes me so happy. Like, do you like really want 612 Fossils? No, I mean, like, the way that... is such a fun word. The way that it works is they give you, you know, a series of options to choose from. And I put them all into this website that lets you see what your phone number oh. spells. And none of them spelled anything. <laughs> Except six one two fossils. So so fossils with a Z came out in the website. No, anyway. it was it said six one two fossil nine, and then I was like, that there's got to be something okay, else okay. it can be. So it could be fossily. It could be six one two fossily if you want. But yeah, nine is Z. So six one two fossils. You could also uh, call six one two do spiky. That do is the same spiky, but spiky with no e, just s p i k y spiky six one two spiky. <laughs> you just right. like you know spike up your hair and yeah. you know do do one episode where you all like you know punk rock your hair and okay all right i'm re- okay i'm ready for the next one this is tough but Ooh, challenge accepted i mean no it's challenging for me to like try and find ones that will, will adequately hide mine Ooh, um, okay. okay um here we go the true pirate knows not whether they prefer the glitter of gold or the gleam of steel, though they ought to have an abundance of both. Nice. Uh, then we have stolen knowledge can never be stolen back. Okay. Uh, and finally, the Sun Empire's cities are built from the bones of the earth. Oh, man. I'm guessing three again. Uh, I wanted to guess three again, too. Okay, wait. wait can I hear one and two? We're too similar. Yeah. Uh, the, tr- the true pirate knows not whether they prefer the glitter of gold or the gleam of steel, though they ought to have an abundance of both. Okay. Uh, two was stolen knowledge can never be stolen back. Okay. And three is the Sun Empire's cities are built from the bones of the earth. Okay. If you really want three, Greg, okay, no, I'll no, no, take no, no, one. No, 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 no. I'm ready to move off three. You can okay. have three. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to decide. I feel like, like two is like just pithy enough to be made up, but that's what I said last time. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to lock in one. Okay. All right, it is one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Greg's got I'm one. Board. <laughs> well done, Greg. Wow, you wow. spotted it. Well, All right. No more yelling in your microphone. Oh, <laughs> Maria instituting a new law here. Um, yeah, that was that was some good flavor text. I recognize number two. Oh, fair which one play. Was two? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Secrets of the Golden City, yeah, I believe. Yeah. yeah, that is true. Another I card I love. True. Great card. Goes well with Gleaming Barrier, the other card I love. So, Greg, are you going to draft Gleaming Barrier? Yeah. You can play it in the blue-white deck. Okay. Okay. It's a very let respectable two-drop. Let me ask deck. you this question. When you walked into the venue of the Pro Tour, yeah. what did it feel like? Uh, 
Like you're entering a large gray prison? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> the yeah was like, you know, yeah, as in I'm about to answer the question. Um, it, it felt a lot like a GP, but like a little, there was like less going on. Like there were no vendors or stuff. Like it kind of had this like, like if you imagine if you've ever been to a GP, like walking into a GP, but there was like no one there. It's yeah. kind of what it, it was just this like big empty room with magic stuff happening. And I was one of the first people there on the registration day. It was just kind of a big empty room that was like all set up to play Intimidating. magic. All right. I've got it. Ready? Okay. Um, we have. All right. Hold on. Let me arrange these. So you can't see what I'm reading from. Uh, all right. We have the sun creates, sustains and consumes so it can create again. <laughs> Uh, then we have to sail the seas of Ixalan is to see the world take shape before you as though formed anew with every passing wave. And third, we have as the battle for Orozka unfolded, the contenders discovered that others had already staked a claim. Two. So I like skimmed the story and I feel like the thing that you mentioned in three like actually did happen in the story. So I don't know if you're like next leveling us by like I read the story and like here's what happens. Yeah, that would, use that that as one my would be next level. Or am I next leveling you by knowing that that actually happens in the story? Who's next leveling well, that's who? Too hard. Can you say one again? The sun creates, sustains and consumes so it can create again. Mm, OK, OK. You said two. Two. I'm going to go one. It is two. No. <laughs> Woo! All tied up. All uh, tied up. One uh, to one. One right, to one. Right, I'm gonna. I'm gonna crack another pack. Yeah, we okay. need another pack here. Uh, some of these didn't what have were those cards. Uh, we had crafty cut purse. By the way, is our rare. Oh, um, possession nice. is eleven tenths of the pirate code. Which is one of my favorite <laughs> That's pieces. That's cute. Oh yeah, sorry. That was um, relentless raptor. Was the one about the battle for Araska. And then uh, Cleansing Ray was one, the Sun Creates. Oh, oh, that one I had. Yeah, I had no idea what that one was from. All right. Makes sense. Cracking. cracking Cleansing Ray. Cleansing Ray. All right, Greg, now you interview me. (laughs) Maria, when you walked into the Pro Tour venue, what was it like? (laughs) A large gray prison. It was a huge, it was a huge, absolutely enormous venue Yeah, with like two majestic escalators going down into it, but it was draped in gray everywhere. The ceilings were very, very tall. You could hold a circus in there. Like also, literally you could fit a circus. food than most tournaments because it was in Europe and they had, you know, like European food, which maybe isn't Did you better. say tastier? Yeah. Oh my gosh. We had catering in the back um, oh. for staff and it was awful. Okay. I have never tasted a donut that i didn't think tasted like anything Gross. how hard is it to make a donut that tastes like air i don't know but somehow they achieved it yeah. <laughs> that i All mean right. there was good food in billbox it's just like that so <laughs> <laughs> i got real it was terrible <sighs> <laughs> there was also a tasteless cheesecake it literally Ooh, tastes gross. like nothing so you guys had better food right. out there. The cafeteria Ready? outside the convention center was all like, like, like outside the, the building, sorry, inside stuff. the building, but outside <laughs> yeah. the site. Very good. Okay. All right. Here we go. Okay. Ready? Our lives, our <laughs> homes and all our history are at risk. Do not speak to me of peace. Ooh. Uh, two pirate captains rarely enjoy a peaceful retirement. <laughs> Three, too many of the Legion of Dusk saw their purpose fall victim to their thirst, their divine mission corrupted by foul needs. 
Wow. Greg, you, I'll let you have first yeah, guess Yeah, my first instinct was to go two, but I, I'm really feeling three. I, I think I'm going to go three. Okay. Read one and two again. Our lives, our homes, and all our history are at risk. Do not speak to me of peace. Uh, two, pirate captains rarely enjoy a peaceful retirement. Wow. Tough, tough, tough. My instinct is also three, but for the sake of the argument, I'm going to go two. It's three. (laughs) All right, Greg. Those cards were aggressive urge and mutiny. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mutiny. That's a cute one. Mutiny. Yeah, this roll. Greg, currently up two to one. Two to one. You know, uh. So, you know, they give you a lot of swag at the Pro Tour. This is one thing I like really wasn't expecting. They just like give you a lot of stuff. Like, I have this T-shirt that I got that I'm wearing. They give you, like, a bag. I got, like, two water bottles. They give you, like, some packs of magic, which is, like, pretty random. But, like, I guess that's nice. You can draft. Yeah, you could draft the day before with the packs as, like, one last practice, which is super nice. Um, Yeah, man. You get to the Pro Tour, you get... You get the hook up. Hey, do you know on Sunday they had like a fun side event that they were like testing out new formats of magic with like oh, pack really? wars and I stuff. And they said they'd post the formats online. Did you know anything about no. this? No, you were busy doing the top eight. That's yeah. cool. Something to you go check ready? out. Yeah. Yes. Here we go. Third one. Uh, we. Oh, gosh. OK, hold on. Here we go. Undefeated in battle. She is the shining future our empire deserves. Two. We should not shape the world to our purposes. We should shape it to its own. Hmm. Three, Vona sought a conqueror. Mavrin sought a savior. Both found what they sought. Two. Wow. I was between one and three. Oh, good. That's good. I'm glad. Good, good, good. Oh, wait. Okay. So three was the one about Vona and Mavrin seeking things. Remind me what one was. Undefeated in battle. She is the shining future our empire deserves. yeah. Who, who could they be talking about? I don't... Uh, I'm going to go with three. It's two again! <laughs> We're tied! We're tied, I'll Greg! Tie oh, no, I don't have any more! <laughs> we both <laughs> which, win. Which, which cards were those? Uh, was, was it Everdon Champion? Everdon Champion. Oh, yeah! And Profane Procession. Wow. Oh, Profane Procession. Uh. Oh, all right. If anybody out there in listener land got better than two, you have hashtag beat Maria and Greg. (laughs) Yeah, that's yeah. I'm a little ashamed. Well done. This is a nice back and forth, though. It's like one, 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 one. Yeah. But uh, Uh, I didn't stump you guys on any but the first, though. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. It's true. Although you did split. You you usually split the difference. Yeah. And picked two. So I guess I was an underdog. But you know what to do, wizards. Call 612-FOSSILS with a Z and to hire Megan, Megan a job. You can get some of this text. sweet flavor text on your cards. <laughs> all, of it, all of it fit extraordinarily well into Rivals of Ixalan. Yeah. Honestly. So, you know, give us a ring. <laughs> Why did we think of this flavor text theater? Shrug! <laughs> <laughs> And that brings us to the end of our show. We hope that you enjoyed it. We hoped that you gave it a go. We hoped that it was fun to listen to and also fun to hear. I hope you hope listen. That you listen again for before the rest of the, of the year. year. 
<laughs> Theater Nailed show it. just turned into a Dr. Seuss book. Nailed it. Excellent. Uh, please remember to, if you are already a patron, switch over um, your your pledge amount to reflect the new monthly. Um, if you are not yet a patron, uh, please consider becoming one. You can call our extra special yes. uh, pledge line for this month, 612-FOSSILS with a Z. <laughs> to let us know why you're supporting or joining or upping your pledge and have your uh, vo- lovely voice aired on our program. Uh, thank you so much, of course, of, to Ultra Pro once again and to Card Kingdom for supporting our show and what we do. And thank you, of course, to our amateur pro, Greg. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Hopefully I'll, you know, make the pro tour again so I can come back on the show or maybe I'll just come back randomly but it's always fun to be on the show do you uh, hear that noise what is it it's crack. it's crack. <laughs> it's coming from inside the building Whoa. inside the podcast it's I'm, I'm even on the screen for the people yeah. watching at home so greg uh, how do people get in touch with you if they yeah. want to hit you up yeah so i'm on twitter at magic michael uh there is no a and the p is silent so that's spelled magic underscore m-i-c-h-e-l-p uh, for those who are wondering break. how that is spelled, but you yeah, have the worst I, I, Twitter handle. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Magic Michael was already taken, so we just <laughs> threw a P at the end. I thought about like trying to try to buy a P? it. <laughs> It's a long story. Okay. <laughs> There's a good reason for it, but sure. Yeah. It's because at work, my name got misspelled on my name tag by the the secretary in my office, and it was Michael P. And so that was on my office door for like five months. So your first name was Michael? Yeah. And my last name. Yeah, it was Michael. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is our friend Greg. (laughs) I am so tired. Jet lag's rough, everyone. We're struggling here. Um, But yeah. Your name is Greg. Follow me on Twitter. I like to post when I'm at tournaments, which might not be for a while. I also post some selfies with planeswalkers. I had some nice ones at the PT. Yeah, you know that. uh, so, So you can check those out. They're and make fun. sure you tune in uh, to Twitch today to see uh, Megan play in the Team Modern Super League. That's right. And it's be uh, a blast. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of... Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>